You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 30th episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. I'm Naomi, and I'm the host of this podcast. And I'm so excited we've got to episode 30 because I'm really enjoying this podcast. I hope you are too. So if you are, I'd really love it if you could do me a massive favour and go and give me a rating and write a review on the podcast platform you're listening from because I want as many people as possible to have successful baking businesses and the way we can do that is by sharing our knowledge which is why this podcast exists. So if you go and rate and like it and let me know what you think One, I can make sure this is actually what you want to hear about. And secondly, it means that it gets in front of more people who want to bake more cake because we all need more cake in the world. The world is better with cake. So before I get into today's episode, which is about what's your role in your baking business, I want to tell you about a couple of really great things I've got going on at the moment. The first of which is my free challenge, which is this week. So I'd love for you to get involved. It's to become a baking boss in 2024. But what I'm going to be doing during the challenge is helping you to clarify what your baking business vision is, setting the goals to help you get there. So this is about taking small steps to a bigger picture. Even if you've just got an idea or whether you've got a side hustle, it's for all of you. It's great for any stage of your business. So I'd really love you to get involved. And if you can't join live, don't fret because it's all recorded. So you can watch it in your own time. So you can go back and play back when it suits you. But if you do enter the challenge, so it's three days, if you do enter into the challenge and take part and share your thoughts on every day I set a new challenge for you, you'll be entered into a competition, which I'll be announcing in a very special masterclass on Monday the 27th of November at 6pm in the evening UK time. And it's your baking business blueprint. So it's an hour masterclass where I will be telling you about how I opened my cafe bar and bakery and what you can do to get there yourself with your baking business. It's a great masterclass, completely free. And I'll be also announcing the launch of my brand new course. So do come and get involved in that. All the details will be in the show notes of this podcast, or you can go and visit my website, bakingboss.net, where you'll find all the information there, because it'd be great to have you involved. Let's talk about your role in your baking business. Just take a minute to think about what your position is. So maybe you have a business on your own, or maybe you do have a team of people, but what is your position in your business? What do you call yourself? What's your job title? This was something I found incredibly difficult to define when I first started my business. And I'd come from a structured nine to five job, which was in the corporate world. One of the things that I found myself was wanting to run away from that strict structure. So when I started, when I opened my cafe, bar and bakery, I wanted to be part of the team. I wanted to be, even though I was the owner, and I used to refer to myself as the owner or sometimes the MD if I was feeling official. I referred to my, I wanted to be in the team. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to do all of these things. What I came to realise as time went on is that for my business to succeed, I'd adopted the wrong mantra. It wasn't that I was doing anything particularly wrong, but my role 
was the CEO. So I was the chief exec of this company. I was the leader. I was the head. And in a way, referring to myself as the owner of the business was the wrong thing to do. I should have been really referring myself as the CEO because that would get my mindset in the right place to lead the team in the right way. It's so very, very easy to want to be able to do everything. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong when you're owning your own business, because then at least you know how to do everything if something goes wrong. Actually, what I should have really been doing is thinking about where is my skill set best spent here? I've got a team of people that are relying on me to deliver. I'm trying to be friendly and part of the team and become their friends. Actually, that is not my job. That is not what I'm here to do. My job is to set the strategy, the vision and the goals for the company. And I need to think like that. So even if it's a small team of people, it's really thinking about how is my mindset set to really achieve what I want to with my business. So have a think about that for a minute, even if you've got just you. And when it's just you, and even if it's not just you, you tend to wear many hats, you do many roles, you do it all. But what if we actually really defined what the roles were we did in our business? So we took time to think about, well, I'm doing the social media. So that's really a marketing job. But I'm also doing customer orders. So maybe that's an admin job. I think it's really helpful. And this was something I did. And it's what I did during the pandemic when we had to close the business um, for the lockdown period. I actually defined the roles I needed in my cafe, bar and bakery, which were And at the time, I was probably doing about four or five of them, as well as my team of people, because that was what was required at the time, or that's what I thought was required. When I started to break down exactly what I was doing, how much time I was spending doing all of those different roles, it started to clarify in my head of, actually, I am the leader of this business. I'm the one that's setting the direction. I'm the one that needs to set the goals and be really clear on where I want the business to be and allow it to grow in the right way. What do I need to do to get it there? And what don't I need to do to get it there? And I had to stop doing the doing and think more strategically about how do I get there? And it wasn't by doing all of the things I'd wanted to do. It wasn't about being mucking in and being part of the team. It was a really hard lesson to learn because I was a doer and I still am a doer. You know, I'm the only one in my current business and I do a lot of the doing myself. But I have defined the roles in my company so that I know that today I'm going to be doing marketing, so I'm going to put my marketing hat on. But I need to remember the most important job for me to be doing is leading. One of the other things that I learned back when I worked in the corporate sector, which was actually one of the most useful trainings I've ever done, was a leadership training course. And I became qualified as a a leader and manager. What I learned from that was actually really defining the difference between a leader and a manager. Take a minute to think about the difference between what a leader is and what a manager is. So a manager is someone who is there to implement the tasks set, the vision of the company, the goals. So they are there to make sure the job gets done and delivered within the parameters set by the business. The leader is there to really think about that big picture, look at the direction, look at the goals, what what the company is aiming to achieve. So that is a difference. And I had to separate out my mind into little compartments so that I could lead the team in the right way, manage where appropriate. One of the biggest changes I made was I put a manager in place. I had a general manager that came in, which I didn't have for the first 18 months of my business to implement and manage 
the actual day-to-day operations because it was taking up so much of my time that I couldn't clearly look at the vision of where I wanted to go. I couldn't really focus on the right direction of how I was going to deliver the business. And by doing up Doing that, having someone that really managed the operational side of the business, I could then focus on what my role really was there to achieve. I could then look at the growth. I could then think about turning the bakery side hustle that I had into an actual operating business because I had the capacity to do that then. And that was how the business was going to grow. So instead of me thinking like, I was just the owner of the business. I was the one that was, I was still the face of the business. It didn't stop me from doing any of those things. And, you know, if if one day the pot wash didn't turn out, I would still get in the sinks. It didn't stop me from doing any of the roles. I had to focus my mind on what was most important for my business to move it into the next stage and take it forward. And that was adopting the CEO mindset. So that was flipping my mind to stop thinking like, I needed to do everything for my business to start thinking about what is it that I actually need to do to make this business work. And I've got to lead it, not manage it. Even if you only it is only you, because a lot of people will be going into a baking business with just the one person. Think about how on earth am I ever going to manage all of these bits and still be think like a CEO? Because if I start thinking like a CEO, I can't do all of X, Y, and Z. I can't do all the marketing. I can't do all the baking. I can't do all the customer orders. It's about prioritizing your time in the right areas. So if you're spending a lot of time doing admin, think about whether it'd be worth having a virtual assistant that can handle those customer orders that maybe cost you two or three hundred pounds a month for their time. But think about how much more time you would save because it's their area of expertise. You don't have to worry about it. Before I got a general manager in, I had a virtual assistant and it was brilliant because all of that admin work that was taking up hours and hours of my time, which wasn't the best use of my time, because every time I did a task for my business, it cost my business money. So I had to start thinking like the CEO and think, what do I need? I need someone that can help me with some of these tasks. And don't just necessarily think about what tasks your business needs. As much as I was trying to run away from that corporate model, the one thing we do know about corporate models is they work to an extent. I mean, obviously, when you're working in a lot of corporates, the reason you want to get out of it is because you don't enjoy it. But they set up their businesses in a way that allows them to operate and grow, even though some of the operations aren't always what you would hope they would be. But if you look at what a CEO of a big company's role is and what they do, they're not getting in and doing all the doing and doing all the technical stuff or anything like that. They've got people that are assisting them and helping them. They've actually looking at how the company needs to grow and develop. And that was their responsibility. And we as bakers, as business baking owners, need to take those principles and use them in our business because that is what's going to help us make the profit. Because when we start to tune our mind in that way and become analytical about how we're going to make our business successful, instead of thinking about all the things we need to do, suddenly we can then start to turn what becomes problems into solutions and look at where we go from there. We can become a lot more analytical and think about our business as a CEO would. So when you're thinking about the roles you need in your business, put together a list of everything you do and everything you would like to do. Put it all, write it all down. Think about what you actually don't need to be doing in your business. So we have to prioritise our time because we have not got all the hours in the day or night to do everything. What is the most important things? What can you delegate out to other people? 
like I've said on previous podcasts before, delegating to other people that isn't necessarily costing you money, that's investing in your business. In order for your business to grow, you have to invest your money in the right places rather than trying to do everything yourself and costing your business. So we've got to start thinking like the CEO of a company of what our business needs in order to grow. And your skill set is the business is your business. You've got the vision, you've got the direction, you've got the passion and drive to take it to where it needs to go. So we need to start believing that we are the big boss of our company and we can decide how we define what happens with it. It's in our control. We just have to make the choice and we just have to be smart about it. I know <laughs> though it probably sounds really easy when I say it like that. When I did that for my business, it completely changed. It became so much easier. I be I was able to actually see a bit clearer as to where I was heading. I didn't have all of these little bits and bobs, those little tiny tasks that seem to take up a lot of your time and energy. They weren't there anymore. My mind was free to really concentrate on what I needed to do for my business to make sure it, well, at the time was make sure it gets through the pandemic. But what's our next step? Where do we go next? And I had the capacity then to actually deliver those things, train new staff and work with them because I had the right setup for the business. The pandemic was awful for a lot of people. For me, it was the opportunity to really have a word with myself and go, what? Where do you want this business to go? What are you trying to do? Because this isn't at the moment. It's it's been very successful in the first 15 months, but it's not sustainable. You need to really maximise your energies in the right areas. I didn't just do this alone. I didn't just kind of sit in my house, although, you know, we were all confined to our house. When we were able to come back and meet people and socialise again, I got together with my team and I built a strategy which I communicated to them of what my role was. I defined my role in the company. I defined it very clearly as to why I was going to do that and what I needed to do, because in reality, I could not do everything. It it was impossible. I couldn't keep up trying to do everybody's jobs for them, because that was a waste of time, a waste, waste of my time, a waste of their time, a waste of money. I felt bad. I felt bad for asking people to do stuff. And I had to learn how to delegate. It was horrible. <laughs> and often we don't want to delegate. But actually, I had to think, well, by delegating, I'm giving people the opportunity to learn. I'm giving them a new skill set and I have to allow them to do that. And yes, I'm relinquishing control of some areas of my business and I'm going to have to let that go. People might do it slightly differently to how I would, but I can tell them how I want the end result and then they can work out how to get there. That was the approach I had to take because it was the wrong approach. So I told the team what I wanted to do, how I was going to do it and what I was going to do as part of the company. And suddenly it reframed everything we did. We were able to operate much easier. My team were able to deliver on their jobs in the right way because they didn't have me there all the time getting in their way. They were able to define the roles and do the jobs that they're paid to do better than I could ever do it because that's what they're paid to do and that's their skill set. My skill set was to be the leader. The biggest thing I had was that lack of confidence. And it was something I really, really struggled with. I just did not believe I, I still in the whole the whole time I had my cafe bar and bakery, I did not call myself a CEO. It just felt I just felt uncomfortable and it was wrong. I now call myself the CEO. I am the leader. I am the vision. Without me doing my job as the chief exec, as the leader right at the very top, 
I'm not going to be able to achieve my aims, my mission, my vision of my business. And I need to push that forward because without that, business will just bumble along. It probably won't grow. It probably will go backwards and I need to keep pushing forward. And it's also about giving your customers and your staff or whoever you work with the confidence to know that you've got a direction. You know where you want the business to go. Some of you might just be starting out and it might be very nerve wracking. Some of you might have the side hustle and can't get to the next step. But the way we're going to do that is by making sure we have the right mindset to deliver that. Some things will not work. Some things really won't work. And many companies have many things that don't work. I really, really, really want you to think about how you can adopt that CEO mindset in your business. Pretend that you're a CEO going into someone else's business. What would you do? Think about everything you're doing. What would you change? What would you do differently? Allow yourself the space to do that. When I was getting to a point in my baking business, in my cafe, bar and bakery, when I was doing too many hours, I was working too much, I stopped. And if I had to shut down for a couple of days, I shut down because I wasn't helping my business by trying to keep going, by trying to power through. It was uneconomical. It was a disservice to my customers. It was the wrong strategy and I needed to stop. And there were, a, there were times where I had to say, nope, I can't do that anymore because I can't get a grasp on the big picture here on how we move forward. And I need the space to do that. If it means I have to close the doors for a couple of days. That's what I'm going to do. And I did. And it was the best decision. So if you're thinking, well, I can't because I've got a market coming up or I've got this, I've got that. Stop. Take the time to get that strategy, that vision, because then you can move forward in the right direction. But you might not be going in the right direction right now as to where you want to be. You need to sometimes take a step back and really be clear about that. And that is how you're going to lead your business. As an exercise, go and have a sit down and a think of what your position is in your business. Are you actually operating with the right mindset? Are you actually the leader of your business or are you just the doer? You can be both, but you have to be clear on which bit you're doing at what time so you can really grow and develop that business. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. How do you view yourself in your business? Because it's we all have different opinions of ourselves compared to what everybody else sees outside. Inevitably put more pressure on ourselves to do well when it particularly when it's something that we've started ourselves. We don't want to necessarily go wrong. And sometimes we feel guilty for taking that time off or taking that time away from our business. It's the roller coaster of owning our own businesses. Think about how your role is defined and drop me an email. I'd really love to know what your thoughts are on this and are you having problems trying to work out how you fit into your business and where to take it to the next stage? I'd love to know. So drop me an email at naomi at bakingboss.net or DM me at I am baking boss because I love to hear from you. I love to hear your thoughts on these episodes and whether they're helpful or not. Remember, come and join my challenge if you haven't already. The link will be in the show notes, but I'd love for you to get involved and you don't have to join live because it's completely recorded. And finally, my masterclass on Monday. Also come and register for that because you will get the replay, your baking business blueprint, because I'm going to be launching my course. And this is the course that you want to do if you really want to get to grips with all of these things I've been talking about on the podcast for the last 30 episodes, because this course will really help you do that. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way to get you to where you want your baking business to be. So it's going to be epic. And I'm, I'm really excited about it because I think as an industry, and I've said this many times before, we're better together if we share. And we're so afraid of sharing what goes on behind the scenes because we like to serve with a smile. 
But this is why I'm here, because I want it to be open. I want us to be able to talk about all these things and we can support and motivate each other together. Go and have a great week and I will see you again next week for another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. And as ever, happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.